Hi, how are you guys? So I've been getting bored in the last few days of being inside, so I brought you guys outside. Welcome to rainy Vancouver beauty. This is my deck right outside my bedroom and it's raining and I'm like right underneath an overhang. So how does it get better than that? So I had in my schedule to do a Facebook live today. So I'm like, I'm going to do a Facebook live. And then I was like, okay, so what, what am I talking about again? So I'm, you know, I'm launching a bunch of classes for those of you that uh, follow me on Facebook. Hi. Um, you know, I'm launching a bunch of classes this month. And next up are um, six weeks to change with your body and the 10 keys to total freedom. So I, I've never launched this many things at the same time. And so what I'm doing, so I'm playing with what this is like and I'm playing with getting these out in the world. And, um, and I had somebody message me this morning about doing a video on comfortable distance. So this video is gonna be a, a melange of how do you outcreate feeling wrong and I'm going to talk about it in about 25 different ways. Is it time to outcreate feeling wrong? So I was on Facebook this morning, like I am, and I was in the Access Worldwide group, and um, there was a somebody who seemed sort of new to the tools was jumping in there and talking about like, um, how do I? Is there anything that Access creates that talks about ADHD? Now, if you guys have hung around Access Consciousness at all and you know any of the tools, then you know that we talk about ADD and ADHD a lot. Um, but we talk about it mostly in reference to the fact that we have it and our ADD, ADHD is kicking in, which is what this video is going to be. This is going to be an ADD, ADHD exploration into how do you create being wrong. So, hi Torgan, hi guys. Um, anyway, so she was she was asking if there was any resources for her thing and I and I realized as she was asking that she was looking for a specific solution to what had been diagnosed in her world as a problem that she'd bought into and and you know this it was this big thing in her world like basically do you guys have anything that's going to help me with this thing and when i looked at her question i was like all of our tools all of the access consciousness tools help you with your thing so i started chatting about you know i i've never been diagnosed as add or adhd but i fucking know that i have it because i i can't focus to save my life in fact when i focus on something or when i try to focus on something uh it gets really bad like it's it, i actually what happens is my whole world contracts and i'm not able to have the broad circular awareness that i actually have and be aware of all the things and choose from all the things and be busy enough for myself because I'm trying so hard to focus on one thing and you know I mean I facilitate on this stuff all the time but it's it's sometimes you get it in a different way and recently I got that one of the ways I was creating my business that I was feeling that I was sorry this is gonna be so many things one of the ways I was creating my business was to just choose one thing and focus on that one thing and try to get it out in the world when what where my where my brilliance actually shines is when I take all the things I'm aware of and I go okay so which one wants to be first and then which one and then which one and then I create all of them sort of simultaneously in different phases in different ways in different patterns and I just go and that's where I shine that's where things create for me but to tie this back into the topic is it like is it time to outcreate feeling wrong almost everything about you that is strong about you is the thing that's been made wrong about you and it was either made wrong by your family or by people that you knew or you just picked up on the wrongness that other people were being with it and you aligned and agreed with it or you resisted and reacted to it and that stuck it in place um but every single thing about you that you think is fucked up is actually 
strong about you. That is actually a capacity. And this, so there's that, so that piece. So there's a, there's a conversation in Access right now about comfortable distance. And um, I had a friend of mine ask me to do a video on comfortable distance. And so I was sitting around looking at this morning. I'm like, okay, so I have a, you know, I'm doing a Facebook Live at 12. Could I talk about comfortable distance? And I'm like, I don't know how to talk about comfortable distance without talking about a bunch of other things. And here's, so here's the conversation. Comfortable distance is this thing we create to have separation between us and whatever else. And this, this conversation came out in Access. Gary and Dane were looking at their relationship and what was getting created between them. And they realized that they were creating this comfortable distance between the two of them that wasn't allowing them to have the communion that they have, which is just this ease of being together, this knowing between each other, this ease of, it's like when you're with a horse or you're with a dog, there's just communion, there's just being. And that's something that they'd had back in the day, but then it stopped. And so they started looking at like, what, is this like what can we what can we do to change this and what is it and that's where this phrase comfortable distance came out so in the last two weeks I have been running a clearing loop um, clearing the comfortable distance between me and everything and I, I've what I did is I there's this preface you can use basically and if you guys have any questions about this what judgments agendas inventions and lies am I using to create the dominance of evil and mediocrity and corruption squared for the creation of the comfortable distance between blank and blank and my choosing. Now, that's, it's a sort of advanced clearing. Like, and it, what it does, what a clearing does if you're new to access is it takes an energy and it goes that and then clears it out of existence. So sort of an advanced clearing, but what you do at the end is you put in the comfortable distance between you and whatever are you choosing. You and this, you and this, you and this. So I created a 40, 40 minute loop that's clearing the comfortable distance between me and everything. And I started playing it at night and John sleeps with me. And I was playing that loop. I was playing um, a loop from the distractor and play a call. I was playing a clearing loop, um, clearing anything that didn't allow me to be aware of my agendas and didn't allow me to be exposed and actually live vulnerable. So I've got these clearings going on all night and it's been going on for about two and a half weeks. And in the last three or four days, um, John and I have had some really intense times, meaning we stopped getting along. Like I stopped wanting him around. He didn't want to be around me. Um, we had stuff coming up between us. There was this, there was this possibility for something else to show up and we didn't know what it was. And, um, two days ago I was, instead of going into wrong, I was wrong or he was wrong, which is where I wanted to go. I was going into, okay, so what's changing? What are we creating that we aren't acknowledging? What's actually going on here and what do we want to create? And so I kept bringing myself back to, what do I want to create here? Well, I woke up one morning and I wanted to blow the whole thing up. And this is sort of my default. And this is where you got to look at in your world what your default is. It's like my default for creating change is taking something and just blowing it up, you know, moving out or breaking up or, and maybe your default is staying and shoving it under the carpet, or maybe your default is completely different. But my default is like, if something is not working for me, I will like take the thing and shake it and like just explode it. Well, I've been realizing as I've been, you know, getting more present with me, getting more present with what I desire to create in the world, that that default way of choosing and creating my life is not necessarily creating what I wanted to create. And 
instead of going into the wrongness of me for wanting to blow this up, I went to my roommate and I'm like, look, you gotta help me. You gotta ask me some questions because I'm about to like blow this thing up. I'm about to like tell him to go get his shit and get out. And not because John's a bad guy. It's because there was something needed to change and I needed it to change and I didn't know what it was. And my knee-jerk reaction to things was like, it needs to change, you know? And so instead of doing that, because I got that that wasn't going to create what I desired for the future. And how do you know that? Like, how do you know that something you're, what, something that you are like about to do, you're about to go for it, is not going to create what you desire? You ask a question. And this is, this is where the 10 keys to total freedom wind and wrap their ways in and around your life and actually help you know what you know that will create what you want to create that you can't cognitively figure out so when I looked at the choice to blow it up right I looked at is that I just asked a question is that going to create what I desire yes or no no okay Torsten help me help help will you ask me some questions this is what I want to do so we chatted about it for like five minutes and he asked me some questions. I don't remember what they were now. And what occurred is I got, as we were talking, to the space of me, which was this space, right? The space of me is like this. It's like ease and space and being and creation. Like that's the space of me. So I got to that space again. And what I did instead is I went to John and I was like, hey, listen, uh, you know, he, he asked me if I wanted to throw the ball around and I'm like, no, but I'd like to change the energy, which is funny because he was actually inviting me to change the energy. And we had this conversation that lasted, and we had a few of these over the last few days, but the other day we had this conversation that basically we took every facet of our relationship, everything that we had chosen up to that point, and we were like, okay, this isn't working for me, what else can we create here? We took every single thing that we were looking at and creating together and put it on the table and was like, okay, so what about this creative idea for this? Does that create any more space? Nope. What about this creative idea for this? Does that create any more space for us to be? Nope. And this is that thing of choice in every 10 seconds and no form, no structure, no significance. There's a lot more traffic on this road than I know when I'm inside. So we basically took our relationship and was like, okay, so if this had no form, no structure, no significance, if there was nothing about this that needed to stay the same, if we didn't need to keep anything that we've created so far, what creates here? And what's working and what's not working and what ideas do we have to change it? And it was an intense conversation because one of the things that happens as you're creating in this way, as you're getting in touch with what your reality is, as there's no more comfortable distance between you and your reality, and that, because that's what was happening, is both of us were experiencing this thing where there was no more comfortable distance between us and what really worked for us. So there were things that were really not working for him anymore, and things that were really not working for me anymore. And our normal, my normal response to that was to blow things up. His normal response to that was to ignore it and just try to survive it. And I was like, we need to just destroy and create our normal, and, and actually engage instead of creating more distance between us, which is what I wanted to do and what he wanted to do, we were sort of spending time in two different parts of the house, instead of creating the distance, actually get closer and go, okay, what can we create here that's really different? And so we went through like a two to three hour conversation that was really intense and fun. And at the end of it, we got to this space where both of us could be. And I can't tell you how we got there, but what I can tell you is that we used every single tool at our disposal. And so what are the tools? It's just an interesting point of view. Everything's just an interesting point of view. Nothing has any form or structure or significance. 
no hi Marianelle hi guys nothing has form structure or significance right like hi Tammy um it just because we're sleeping together doesn't mean it's significant it just means we're sleeping together just because he lives in my house we live together he lives in my house listen to me we live together doesn't mean that that's significant just because I called it my house doesn't make it significant um no judgment no discernment no no judgment right like so if we didn't have any judgment of our choices if we didn't have any this is the right way to do this and this is the wrong way to do this what could we create choice in every 10 seconds okay so um we have a new choice now okay so we just so like great example is we're in the process of like sorting out how to work and play financially together and i'll tell you nothing gets more intense when it in, until money gets involved at least in this reality like as soon as you involve money as soon as there's money exchanging hands right that's when the intensity seems to hit and we're in that phase now where we're really choosing and creating what, how we'd like to create together and financially. Well, all this stuff's coming up in my world. All this stuff's coming up in his world. And so now we get to either create distance where it's like, okay, let's just keep our finances separate, which, hi Heather, which if that's what works, cool. Or we could go, okay, we could do that. That's one choice that we have. What other choices do we have that we haven't considered? What about this way of doing it? What about this way of doing it? You know, and we, we started looking at all the different ways that we could create this. And in the last month, really what's been happening is we've been choosing a way. So like, let's choose to, let's choose to do it this way and see what it creates. Well, the last way that we chose to do it didn't create a lot of ease. And it created, but, but we got to see what it created. And that's choosing to get awareness. Choice creates awareness. So you choose something and then you get to see how it works. But if you're functioning in, especially in relationship, from form, structure, and significance, you, you typically don't allow yourself to choose that. Hi, Elizabeth. Right? That's, that's our norm is like we don't allow ourselves to just play with the choices that we have because, because we're married. And so when you're married, you have to, and we're not married, but basically are, when you're married, that means you have to share your finances. That means this, that means that, that means this. But that takes you out of, that creates the comfortable distance between you and your awareness of what actually works for you. So we looked at this financials, and so we chose one way of being together financially in the last month, and it just, it didn't create a lot of ease, and it didn't create a lot in his world. It did create a lot of awareness, which I was really grateful for. So now, a couple days ago, we're sitting with all this new awareness going, okay, this doesn't actually work. So what other ways of doing this can we do? Well, we could separate everything. Well, we could try this, where you're in charge of this, where we, we, could, we could try, let's play with it this way, where I pay you a certain amount, or let's play with it this way. What, is, what do all of these different choices create? And to be honest with you, I don't know a lot of people that can have that conversation together as a couple. So, you know, if you're not with somebody that you can have that conversation with, then you've got to just look at, like, what choices do you have available to you that nobody else has, and what's actually going to make it work? But I wanted to use that situation to really illustrate a bunch of things. That none of these tools and acts of consciousness work in isolated ways. You know, when you're just, and when you're choosing to destroy and create comfortable distance, for example. So if that's something that you really want, if you would really like more access to your awareness, more access to your reality, more access to what it is that's true for you, then this may be something you want to play with. If you don't want more access to that, don't run the comfortable distance clearing because it's going to be fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> it's kind of uncomfortable because it's confronting. Like that's what I found with this recent situation with John and I is like it was confronting. 
he had to start looking at, listen, this thing that you do is not working for me. This thing that we created is not working for me. He had to be willing to actually have his own back and go, this isn't working for me, which was really uncomfortable because he hasn't done a lot of that with anybody. No, there's been no space for him to do that with anybody. And I'm a very intense person and can be very confronting just being around me. So it's not like it's totally easy all the time. And I had to look at, this isn't working for me, and on top of that, I wanna blow this up, and on top of that, I just want him to go away. I had to start looking at all of my agendas. What are my agendas with money, for example, with John? What are my agendas with using people? What are my agendas with, I, all the comfortable distance between me and everywhere I was functioning from was disappearing. But what that gave us was access to these creative possibilities that we didn't have before. All we had before we were running these loops and changing this comfortable distance thing in our world was problem, you know? And you know how when, when, when you're in a relationship or when you're in a situation with family or whatever and something starts to not work anymore, what happens is that like everything gets tight and contracted and stiff and like you start being weird around each other or you yell at each other or something, something explodes in some way. It either sort of implodes or it explodes, right? When something stops working. And The only thing that can change that is you being willing to know what works for you. You being no willing to know your reality. You being willing to know what works for you, which is one of the 10 keys is no exclusion, right? Not excluding you and your reality anymore and including everybody else in their reality and beginning to function from the question, which is live as the question of what's gonna make this work for both of us? What's gonna make this work for both of us? That was the question we were functioning from. And listen, it wasn't pretty. It was like, it was awkward and uncomfortable. And you know, we weren't sleeping together at the time. And there was a lot of, um, it was uncomfortable, but really, really cool. Cause we actually got to look at, okay, so I wanna do this. This is my tendency. This is your tendency. Now, what can we create that's actually gonna work for both of us? And out of that has come this space where he's being way more of him. I'm being way more of me. There's more of the intensity in the room that is actually who we are. And so it's way more fun to create together. And it took us out of the wrongness. It took us out of the it, whatever it is. All of these tools took us out of the wrongness of having a relationship thing going on. It took us out of the wrongness of being. There's, if there was nothing wrong with you, what could you create? Now, you can, you can take this video and go, okay, I'm gonna use this in my relationships, absolutely. But the other, the other thing I wanted to, to really see if I could talk about here was that the, the other thing that's been coming up for me is this feeling of being bored, right? Like I'm just, I'm bored. I'm like, I'm not challenged. As I'm clearing the comfortable distance, one of the things that's coming up for me is I'm bored. Like I, I, I wanna do a bunch of, it's like I wanna blow things up again, right? Like I wanna blow up my life again. I got this email this morning from uh, Jason Lester, and he's uh, at, over at the Incomparable Expert. And I, I love that guy. He sends an email every day. And it, guess what the topic was today, of course, because this was a big conversation yesterday. I was talking to John, and I'm like, oh, I'm bored. You know, like, ugh, it's time to blow things up again. And a lot of times when I get bored, I'll do that. I'll blow things up. I'll, you know, I'll move. I'll cut my hair. I'll turn it blue. And this has been in the past, right? Lately, it's been like more, I'll create more classes, and I'll do more online, and I'll do more videos. Part of the reason I'm out here today, because I'm bored. Um, <laughs> but I was looking at this, and I was like, okay, so 
we were talking about this and I was like, oh, I'm bored and I, I'm going to, I'm looking into horseback riding and I'm looking into like, you know, actually I'm going to go start doing Toastmasters so that I can start speaking and have a little bit more information in my world about what it is to be a speaker, um, which is cool and those are good. And I was like, maybe I'll start going to networking meetings, you know, just to get out and start meeting people and I'll get my business cards done just for fun and for, with no point of view, just shake up my world. All of which are cool choices, and that's, I talk about that a lot, it's like when you don't know what to choose, choose fucking anything. Go somewhere, fly somewhere, change your hair color, you know, do something. But I've also been including into my world, what do I desire to create in the world, you know? So it isn't just about blowing things up anymore, it's, it's inclusive of, I want to create something in the world that lasts 500 years. I want to create something in the world that, you know, other people can facilitate with and use in their lives and, and I already am and I want to keep doing that. I want that to expand. So if I'm including what I desire to create in the world, which is my reality, that has nothing to do with what anybody else wants, that's what I desire. If I'm including on board, if I'm including my the relationship I'm creating, if I'm including um, the people that I'm living with, if I'm including the, my desire to live in Vancouver, even with all this Ray and Grainy, Ray and Grainy, mm. it's new, it's new language. What can I choose? What would I like to add? What would I, if I didn't have to take anything away, if nothing was wrong, if I wasn't wrong for being bored, what could I add? And that willingness to demand that you're not wrong is what creates everything else being possible for you. Because if I'm wrong for being bored, if I'm wrong for being dissatisfied, if I'm wrong for being sort of, mm, I like this house, it's a nice house, and mm, what else, right? If that's wrong about me, then I've cut off all of my creativity. I've cut off the creative source. I've cut off receiving from everything that I've already created. I've cut off receiving from the choices that we made in the last three days. One of the things we asked yesterday after we had this massive shift in our relationship, um, we were laying on the bed last night, and I was talking about this whole thing about being bored, and I said, it occurred to me that I might not be acknowledging what we just created. And I was like, huh, I'm bored. Okay, how many different futures did we create yesterday with our conversation? And we were like, we got the energy of it, and it was like, okay. How much have we created right now and haven't acknowledged? How much have our capacities increased with the choices that we made that we haven't acknowledged? How many choices do we have available to us now that we haven't acknowledged? If it wasn't wrong that I was bored, I w because it wasn't wrong that I was bored, I got to ask all those questions. So I got to be with the energy of like, ah, like, okay, let's change this up. Let's do something else. Let's stand on my head. Let's do a video in a different place. Let's do no videos. Let's do something else. Let's go take over the world in a different way and be with that energy and then go, okay, so, you know, I wasn't coming up with any super brilliant ideas. I was just really aware of the energy and could just be with it. And I could be with me and I could just keep asking, hey, what choices do I have available here that I haven't considered? And, and that is the gift of not going immediately to the wrongness of you. And that is the gift of every single key in this book, every single key in this book, every single comfortable distance clearing is that it takes you out of going into the judgment of you. And when you stop going into the judgment of you, you actually have you then. Let me give you one more example. I've been looking at this place in my world where I'm suspicious. This is kind of random and off topic. Well, this is all random. Welcome to how to do a video as an ADD person, whoever I was chatting with this morning. <laughs> so. 
I've been asking to see um, everywhere I'm functioning. I've been asking to see all of my agendas. I've been asking the universe to show me. Show me my agendas. Show me where I'm not willing to be exposed. And that came out of a conversation where I was really looking at, you know, this place where I was hiding me. I was just hiding this deep, dark core of wrongness, right? This judgment that I'm talking about. I was hiding that though. I was hiding it from myself and I was trying to hide it from you, which was which is crazy because if you're any kind of aware, you can always see when somebody's hiding something. And anytime you try to hide something, guess what? There's this big sign over your head that says, look at me, look at me. So when you're hiding what you think is wrong with you, people respond weird to you. It's like they have to do a wide berth around you. They can't really be around you and they get all weird around you. And you think that you don't know what's going on because you're so busy hiding this deep down judgment of you that you don't know you're hiding, that everybody else is being weird around and you're being weird about, it just creates this weird ass dynamic with you and the people around you. And I was noticing that. And it wasn't always, and it wasn't with all people, but it was going on. So I started asking questions about that. And one of the things that came up is that, is the word, it's the word suspicion. Now, I got a session and somebody reflected, like she basically said, the word that comes up when I'm lo we're looking at this energy is this word suspicious. She's like, you're suspicious of the gift that this is. And so I've just been sort of being with that word. I'm suspicious. I'm su and, I, and I've been looking at it. And it's one of those things that I was doing that I couldn't see. You know how you do that? You know how you do those things you can't see? So I've been really wondering about this. I'm like, and last night I was looking at this thing too. Like, and what's been happening is I've been clearing out the comfortable distance between me and me. Like all the comfortable distance between me and my awareness. All the comfortable distance between me and my agendas. All the comfortable distance between me and being exposed. All the comfortable distance between me and my like my business, my relationship, between me and John, etc. So guess what's been disappearing? The comfortable distance I was creating between me and the awareness that's actually going to give me a different choice. So last night I was like, suspicious, suspicious, what is that? And I looked it up in the dictionary and I can't remember the exact words, but it was this, it was this, it basically applies a motive of wrongness to everybody that you meet. So when you're suspicious of everything, you, you just know, I'm going to use the word know, you just know that they're functioning from something that all you have to do is be patient enough and you'll find it. You'll ask enough questions, you'll see it. There, that everybody's got an agenda. Listen, everybody's got an agenda, and I know you've got one, and I'm going to find it. It's sort of that energy, right? And so I was really looking at this last night because it was sort of bugging me. I was like, okay, so am I suspicious? Is that mine? Guess what key that is? Live as the question. And the key that's not mentioned in this fucking 10 keys to total freedom, which I think is crazy, is who does that belong to? So I started like, am I suspicious? Am I a suspicious person? I was like, huh, I get no, it's not mine. And I do get that I've been functioning from it for a really long time. So who does that belong to? So I started unraveling this thing and I'm like, oh, my mom never ever believed that I loved her. She would go in between believing that I loved her and not believing that I loved her. And she would say this thing of like, I don't believe you. I don't believe that you love me. Which, I mean, I could do a whole fucking 10 week series on just that, the manipulation that that is. But I was, so I'm skipping timelines here, but so I was looking at it last night. So this morning I was just sort of puttering around and I was listening to Anne Maxwell's brainwashing call. And I was like, huh, have I been brainwashed? Like, is there some element of brainwashing in here? And I got yes. And I was like, wow, um, I wonder what it is that 
I've misidentified and misapplied here because I looked at my reality and this is where these tools start to be a real gift, right? As you start to get that you're an infinite being, as you start to get that your reality is one where you're curious and you wonder and you choose and there's possibilities everywhere and nothing is impossible. That's my reality, right? Suspicion isn't in there. That doesn't match my reality. So that's clue number one, that that's like not mine, right? And some of these places where you've been functioning for a really long time are like, they require some of this unraveling. Because when I look at this area in my life, it's like this big lump of stuff, right? Of judgment, of conclusion, of projections and expectation, of like stuff that's not working, of stuff of all the things, right? So I was sort of been picking at strings. And the way you do this, the way you unravel things for yourself is you're just like, okay, so who does that belong to? And okay, so what's, what does this mean to me? And what is suspicion actually? And when I looked at it, I'm like, it's the projections and the expectations that were impelled at me and intended to destroy. Now, one of the things that we do as children, especially, is we try to understand insanity, right? You try to understand it. And the, the moment that you try to understand insanity, you have to become it. To understand insanity, you have to become insane. To understand why somebody's judging or hurting or being violent, you have to become that. And then you don't want to be that, so you resist it. So you become it while resisting it so that it sticks it firmly in place. And so sooner, like, sooner than you know it, you're being your mom. And so as I, as I was looking at this, I'm like, how much of my mom's reality was cre is, is just insane? Like, it's just insane. It doesn't make any sense. She functions, she judges because she judges because she judges, right? And that's one of the things I read in this book this morning was like in that section of judgment, discernment, um, no judgment, no discernment, no something else, is that judgment doesn't have a why. It's just judgment. People judge because they judge. And projections and expectations that are intended to destroy don't have a why. They just are there to destroy. And I remember at the moment Gary said to me, he's like, you don't want to actually see how insane this person is. And I've been realizing that some of this stuff that I've been making my reality, where I've been functioning from it forever, like being suspicious, is where I have not wanted to be aware of how insane the other person is. And it's just been easier to be suspicious than actually look at and acknowledge how insane this other person is. Because, you know, as a kid, you don't want to see that about your parents. And so when you destroy and create the comfortable distance between you and your awareness, you start to have the awareness that you've been cutting off by making yourself wrong. Making you wrong cuts off everything you're aware of. And it cuts off everything you're aware of with other people. And it cuts off everything you're aware of in your own world. It cuts off everything you're aware of in the world at large. And it's sort of like the easy choice. It's like we just do it. We're just wrong. It must just be us that's wrong. But if it wasn't you that was wrong, if it wasn't you that's, like, if it's not me that's suspicious, if it's something else, what am I, was I aware of that I completely cut off and started being this thing to try to understand it? What was I aware of? What was actually true that I didn't want to see? And I'm realizing that the things that I cut myself off, off from knowing with wrongness are the things that I don't want to see. So it's like if I cut off awareness of my finances, I don't want to see my finances. If I cut off, you know, it's like I don't want to know what my bills are. I don't want to know what my, this is how I used to function with finances. It's like I don't want to know what my bills are. I don't want to know what, you know, my debt is. I don't want to know any of that. I'm just going to keep creating money and it'll work out. Right? That's total fantasy land. Your finances require you. 
Your finances require you to create something different. So all these places where I would cut off my awareness were where I didn't want to see. I don't want to see. I don't want to see. I don't want to see. So I don't want to know where anybody's functioning from because I don't want to have to make any choices, any changes. And what if that means I'm wrong? If I see where people are functioning from, what if I actually find out that I'm the one that's wrong? And this, so it's just this tangled, like it's this tangled thing, right? That we just don't want to see. But what if the thing, what if it's not that you're wrong? You know, it's like, when I look at like, I don't want to see, it's that I don't want to see that I'm actually as wrong as I'm afraid that I am. But what if there's something else underneath that? What if there's an awareness underneath that about the other people, about your situation, about what's actually going on in their worlds, and that if you were willing to be aware of it, would give you the information that you couldn't process at the time, right? You couldn't take in that your mom was insane, or you couldn't take in that your dad was wanting to die all the time, or you couldn't take in, you know, whatever that was, the where you cut yourself off, so that you could just get through the situation. And now as an adult, you're like trying to make your life work and it's not working and you can't figure out why. So the out creating the wrongness is in the beginning using these tools of interesting point of view. I have this point of view because there is all these layers, right? It's like a wrongness lasagna. All these layers that have gotten stacked up on each other and, you know, mangled together. We call it a galump sometimes. And so these tools that we talk about, these 10 keys that we talk about are interesting point of view, I have that point of view. What does that do? It takes off a layer and you begin to have some space. Interesting point of view, I have that point of view. Interesting point of view, I have the point of view that I'm suspicious. Interesting point of view, I have the point of view that that's wrong. Interesting point of view, I have the point of view that my mom's suspicious. Interesting point, you know, you take this mangled mess of a galump of a point of view around your finances or around relationships or around what you're being in the world and you start to use these tools, like interesting point of view, you start to go, okay, so if I had a new choice in every 10 seconds, what would I choose? And it brings space into this wrongness lasagna. Starts putting space between the layers and you're like, I hadn't even wondered about that before. I hadn't even wondered what was beyond this that I'd never considered. I hadn't even wondered what was beyond being suspicious. I hadn't even wondered about being suspicious. I just was. I didn't wonder if it was mine. I didn't wonder who it belonged to. I didn't wonder about any of this. Um, <laughs> maybe I have to rewatch this Facebook Live because I've heard half of what you said. Yes, this is probably a Facebook Live for all of you guys that if you uh, stripped the audio from it and looped it would be a massive gift to you because there's 22 things in here, thousand things in here. Um, and I don't know if I have just one point. I think I really, I just want to invite you to look beyond what you've decided is wrong with you. What if you actually look around it, right? It's like, it's like you come to the edge of a house and you've been at the edge of this house forever and all you can see is the edge of that house. What if there's a different reality waiting for you around the edge of that house? And the edge of that house is your point of view that you're fucked up, is your point of view that you can't, you're not good with money, is your point of view that your ADHD and that's all there is. It's your, point of, it's your point of view, right? That's the edge of the house. And you've never gone past the edge of that house. You've never even looked what's beyond that that you haven't considered. And once you go around there, there's this whole vista 
of possibilities waiting for you there that are just waiting for you to discover them. And that's what every single tool, every single tool we give you in Access Consciousness is designed to take you around the edge of your house. It's designed to give you the space to really go, oh my gosh, there's this whole universe here that I didn't even know existed. And you're the creative source of your life. You are. So if you're walking around a wrongness pile, you, you're creating more wrongness. If you start using aggressively, assertively, with, an, with intention and purpose, using the tools, you start getting out of your wrongness pile. And what starts happening is this space that you didn't know was possible for you starts showing up. And then you have more choices available to you. And, you know, really similar, I've, I've said to John a number of times in the last five days, I, I've, with tears in my eyes and gratitude in my, you know, in my being, I'm like, I, we are in a place right now that I have never been before. And it is vulnerable. I do not know how to create relationship from question, choice, possibility, and contribution. I am playing with this, and I'm so grateful that you're in it with me. Um, I am in territory that I don't know how to do. I know how to blow things up. I know how to go to conclusion. I know how to be in trauma and drama. I know how to do all that. I don't know how to do what we're doing right now. And you won't know what you're doing as you start opening up more space and you know, realizing that you're functioning from agendas with money and wanting to change that. There is no map for that. It's just being with it and going, okay, so what choices can I make here that's just gonna give me more awareness? feeling very uncomfortable, what would it take to change that? Yeah, what would it take to just be comfortable being uncomfortable? You know, the more I play with my life, the more I'm like, okay, I'm uncomfortable. Cool. That means I'm creating, right? Like, what would it be just to be okay in an allowance of the uncomfort and just to really just keep choosing? Because the more you keep choosing, the more you're going to get awareness and the more you're going to get a sense of what your reality is. And that's what all these thoughts about all these keys invite you to. You know, if you weren't being form, structure, and significance as your reality, what could you choose? If you weren't judging, discerning, trying to discriminate any of your choices as right or wrong, what could you choose? If you weren't excluding anybody, including you, from your reality, what could you choose? If you weren't doing competition, what could you choose? All of these invite you to what could you choose? So you're the creator, you're the creator, and you, you either create the crap that shows up, you create all the stuff, all the things, all the crap, all the hard things, all the great things. And it's in these moments of every 10 seconds where you're being really present with you that you get to start really going, okay, I could choose to go into doubt here, or I could choose something else. I could choose to go into fear here, or I could choose something else. I could choose to reject myself and abandon myself here, or I could choose something else. And it begins, it begins to build the muscle of choice. That's what all of these keys invite you to, is they begin to build the muscle of choice, the muscle of having your reality, the muscle of creating a totally different reality that you don't know yet. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I love how just throwing a backpack on my back and heading out into an area of the city that I've never been to. I don't do it a lot, but I do it more with my internal reality and I'm inviting myself to do it more in my external reality of like I don't know what's here I don't know who's going to be there I don't know what's going to show up what if that was an adventure instead of a frightening thing 
What if my life could be the adventure of discovering what's true for me and discovering what reality I'm capable of creating that I've never considered? Gary Douglas went out and created this whole reality that is access consciousness just by following his knowing. What am I capable of creating that I haven't yet discovered? And it's just being that question every day and choosing and every sense, you know, it's like using all these things and as they come up, as they're relevant, as they're going to contribute to you creating the reality that you know is possible, that nobody else can tell you how it shows up and you get to discover based on what's true for you. And this is, this is again where you get to be the gift that you are. You already are and now you get to be it for you. Because you spent most of our lives being wrong and now we get to choose to start to be what's underneath all that wrongness that we've sort of lost touch with in some ways, right? Like not entirely all the time, but sometimes we've lost touch with it. It's like, huh, I wonder what's underneath all this. Well, here's how we get to it. Interesting point of view, I have this point of view. Interesting point of view, I have that point of view. Interesting point of view, I have this point of view. Who does that belong to? Right? You start clearing away these like lasagna wrongnesses and right? And at the bottom of it, and it's not really that linear, is you. Everything you know, everything you're capable of, everything you actually are, and it's uncomfortable, and how much fun can you have being uncomfortable? How many more things can you add so that uncomfort becomes a way of living? Okay, one more plug for a book I'm reading, Richard Branson's biography. That guy knows how to live. And I'm inviting my, you know, he says in the beginning of that book, he's like, I have a lot of people ask me what it takes to become a millionaire. And he says, start by being a billionaire and build a brand new airline. So I'm taking that into the creation of my life. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. And, and of course you're invited on any of the journeys that I'm taking. Six weeks to change with your body um, starts on Wednesday, 10 keys, 10 weeks for 10 keys where we're gonna do a 20 minute Facebook Live every day. Um, during the week on each of these keys so that we can really practice these and start to change, be more of us, have more of our reality. Okay, I adore you. See you later. See you soon.